Sunday Gravy. Welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is a podcast based on recent sermons of High Point Community Church, as well as anything else that just happens to be on our mind. If you would like to contact us, you'll find all of our information at highpointcommunitychurch.org or highpoint.community. And now on with the show. All right. Hey, welcome to Sunday Gravy. This is Blake uh, Wingo, joined by Joey Hill and Matt Ragsdale. How are you Hello. guys today? Good, good, good. good. Well, what have uh, what, 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 what's been shaking down? <laughs> Y'all like that smooth intro? <laughs> it's what, 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 what's going on? It <laughs> what's, what, what's going on? <laughs> That's I always funny. like to start off smooth. I know. Yeah, <laughs> this is the part of the show where I ask you about your weekend. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, all right. I was confused. What's been going on? What would y'all do this weekend? What y'all have going on? Uh, we'll see. Well, I'm only getting worse. I kind of count Friday in with the weekend. I know some people are like, it's Saturday, Sunday, but I count Friday in with it. Um, fed the football team at corner Friday. Yeah, we did. I forgot about that. And then we worked concession stands for them Friday night. And, uh, Saturday was like a really nice, chill day for us. We just watched football and just relaxed. So, yeah. I forgot about that. What? That's weird. That man, I feel somebody mis- mis- mistook and mistaken <laughs> me for being 13 years older than what I am Sunday. What? And I feel old right now at the moment. <laughs> Okay. I can. I totally forgot that we've had the football team until just now. Are you serious? Yeah. Okay. Just dawned on me. And we just finished talking about it like 20, 30 minutes ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, what about you? What did you do this weekend? Well, it was a crazy weekend. Uh, uh, you know, we were just bebopping along, getting ready for the game Friday night. That was a big championship game and mm-hmm. for the region and stuff. And when you got both your boys playing football – Pretty much that's all you're going to be talking about all week long. And uh, some people probably don't know this, but my my firstborn son decides he's going over to a friend's house. It's all the defensive backs getting together, and he walks off the front porch, and apparently our dog had dug a hole in the front yard, and he steps off in the hole and rolls his ankle and mm. basically sprains it real bad and uh, – it was a roller coaster because Friday he goes to school. He, They say, yeah, it's just a pretty bad sprain. You're cleared to play. Next thing you know, um, it starts swelling and bruising. So trainer starts getting nervous. It might be bone uh, fracture mm. or some sort. So about 3 o'clock, um, we were actually at the school feeding the football team. That's right. I remember that. You remember that. Do you remember that <laughs> when we were, you know? <laughs> yeah. So... So I get a call from the trainer while I'm at the thing, and he's like, can you take him to Hoover and get it x-rayed? Mm. Because there's still a chance that if it's just a sprain, he could might still go or whatever. And so yeah. so um, I pray that that never happens to any soul or any of my worst enemies to drive, leave at 3 o'clock and drive to Hoover <laughs> and then come back. And try to be back before a game. Like we got back at about six fifteen, 
Um, but the praise report is no no uh, broken bones or nothing like that. So he's just got a bad sprain, and he's working on it right now. It's looking it was looking pretty good this morning. And so then pretty much the rest of the weekend I had um, – I spoke at Hayden over at Crossroads Baptist. I did their big outdoor um, – award ceremony for their flag football stuff that they got going on <laughs> and stuff. But it was good to see Pastor MJ over there. I hadn't yeah. seen Pastor MJ in a while. And Stephen Myers and uh, his wife, sweet wife Terry. And anyway, it was good to be hanging out with him. And then after that, we had a wedding here at the church <laughs> that I had to do. Or uh, I kept getting tickled every time you'd bring it up. What? That you were speaking at a flag football thing. <laughs> <laughs> so... So what's uh, the optics on that? I like. I don't that. know. I just think it's funny. <laughs> I got a flag football event I'm doing. Uh, um, yeah. It's anyway, like, it's like a thousand people. <clears throat> but so, yeah, yeah. We we did the whole football thing. I remember now feed, being part help you know with you guys, but I had to leave early. That I think that's why. I didn't. I didn't stay around to clean up. You know, like anyway. Oh, I so left you, early. You bailed on them. I did. Mm. They turned around. And I vaporized. But I. Yeah. I had to go take care of some kid kid stuff, and anyway, football game on Friday night. But then on Saturday, um, we had uh, a young man who has been part of our church uh, from from the time he was a kid. I think that's what's made me this weekend. I have felt older than I've ever felt because one thing is somebody mis- mistook mistaken me whatever <laughs> for being <laughs> a lot a lot older, and then also. Uh, it dawned on me while I'm, I'm, I went to a wedding, and while I'm watching this guy say his vows, I think I'm thinking about yeah. him as a little kid, little kid yeah. running around in our church, you That's know, right. here. And so, mm-hmm. um, it's like our church is getting to the age now where we can have mm-hmm. children who are, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. And and early yeah. on in the life of High Point, it's just never been that way. Oh yeah. Because it's such a young church, you know. Yeah, yeah. Not that people weren't getting married and stuff, but the people that were getting married were already, you know, they were older when the church was started. They right. were they were at least a teenager or something when the church was started. But now here here he is, uh, getting married, and he was, you know, in the children's ministry even because I remember him moving through the fifth and sixth grade ministry and all of that. So yeah. Anyway. It was a good time. They had a great wedding, so congratulations to Chandler, Chandler. and Lexi. Lexi. So yeah, it was. It's it's yeah. You're so right. I mean, just seeing people that you you know saw run around in diapers, or you know you saw them run around just wreaking havoc in our kids' ministry, and now it's like they're saying their vows. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like the first ten years of this of pastoring this church. I would not allow people to call me Pastor Joey because it just made me feel old, mm. like Pastor Joey. But now I'm just I'm I'm glad to be called Pastor Joey as long as you just don't call me, you know. Like look look at that dude with the old <laughs> with all that gray in his beard. <laughs> That's like a lot of. I wonder the, if he sleeps with his teeth, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, a lot of the students say "sir" to me, and it makes me oh, feel God. really weird. Um, which at first there was probably like my first three or four years, I was just like, man, don't, don't, don't call me sir. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh yeah. Like that. But now I'm just like, you don't have to do that. But if your parents tell you to, then you have to. <laughs> <kind of> thing, <laughs> so. What do you want them to call you? Just call me Matt, man. Mm. See, that's, that's <clears throat> the way I was. Just call me Joey. Yeah. You know, but 
now it's like respect. Yeah. It's respect. <laughs> have you have you ever had this like, you know, since you're an old guy now, Blake? Uh <laughs> um, welcome to the club, by the way. So yeah. But have you ever been like at this age, like somebody really older than you, you say yes, ma'am to them. And they're like, what are you talking about? You're not that far off from me. Don't say yes, ma'am. And you're just like, you're like, you're really old. You won't let me say yes, ma'am. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I have had that. But I, I, you know, I did. I didn't take it personal when somebody mistook, mistaken, whatever me for me. <laughs> Y'all notice I don't know how to say that. You do not know how to say <laughs> what, What's the word? Mis- mistaken. Yeah. Are you sure? Positive. I'm not. Mistook. I'm as, I'm I'm as positive as about mistaken. moot. <laughs> <laughs> must have mistaken. Anyway, me, when they mistaken me, that just don't sound right. Um, mistook mistaken. I'm Mistakenly. saying both. Mistook is not a word. <laughs> Are There's you sure? No, somebody needs to look that up. <laughs> I'm, I failed English, but. Anyway. I mean, the, what are we asking the past tense of? Mistake. It's not. It's got to be mistook. Why don't you just say, well, could you say misunderstood? Could you say that? What, what we got, Matt? Okay, so there's a past tense and a past participle. That's what it is. Then participles. You don't mess even me know up. what a participle is. That's why they mess me up. <laughs> past... I don't know what they are. <laughs> yeah. So what is a participle? Well, stop asking me questions. I asked yeah. you one. The question is, are they dangling or not? You know, uh, it's it looks like it could go either way. If it if it's past tense, it's mistook. But if it's a past participle, it's mistaken. What's a participle? See, I asked you, and now you feel stupid like I did a minute ago. <laughs> I blame COVID. I blame COVID. Oh, I'm blaming CBC Junior High School and Door High School. <laughs> <laughs> well. A participle, if I remember correctly from high school, is a word formed from a verb. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Google. Yeah. Yes. So yes. if it's a participle, it's mistaken. Yes. Yes. And if it's, it's past, past tense, tense, it's mistook. mistook. So just, really, they're both correct. Yeah, Am but, I saying that right? But this is the South. But who, so, what does that have to do with anything? Is anyway, but there's a reason why it doesn't sound right because nobody ever says it that way. How do you say pecan? I was mistook. I, I don't even. How do you say pecan? I say that they mistook pecan pie. Do you say mistook? Mm-hmm. A lot. They mistook so I've and so because it's the past that. tense of the word. No, 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 no. That if you were to say that, you would say they were mistaken. See, that's what. What I if say. I say I was mistaken? I say I was mistaken. Yes. See, past All right. participle. You okay. were We need mistaken. to move along. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> These dangling participles. Here's are what I was getting okay. to, though, is that I, like what you're saying with mm-hmm. those, so, like, I'll be talking with, say, like, you know, Alex Varden, who does our college ministry or whatever, and he's got the younger folks that are hanging around and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'll start joking around with them, and I try to make myself in my mind the same age as them. Oh yeah, oh, and yeah. they're some of them are in like their late twenties. Sure, you know, and I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to make myself as though I'm in my late twenty, or you know what I mean. I think of us as being like in the same age bracket, and we're not at all. Oh yeah, like not anywhere. It's you know, when you anywhere. get those sympathetic looks, like mm-hmm. oh he's trying. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I get that from the students all the time when I try to use like a mm. 
popular phrase or word like hit the gritty and or what well, I would say something like do the gritty and they're like you mean hit the gritty idiot <laughs> yes like they give you that look like <laughs> never talk to us ne- again do, like yeah, don't even open your mouth yeah I don't know what that means yeah 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 all right I got at something. least at least we're not decked out in Tommy Hilfiger mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I got something for y'all okay say what I like it when the beat drops. It finishes strong. All right. This is like, this is this is not funny, okay? okay. With this headline that I'm about to read. Uh-huh. But there's a lot going on. There's a lot of comedy. No. Not comedy <laughs> at all. Don't laugh, because if you laugh, it makes you a bad person. I'm going to laugh now. No, 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 no. If you laugh, it makes you... A bad person. (laughs) But there's a lot going on. Okay. This is from Fox News on October 24th. Of what year? This year. (laughs) (laughs) I don't bring no old news to the table. Except that one time. Except that one time. (laughs) And the time before that. (laughs) Australian men face charges after blinding. You're laughing. I know. That's bad. that's the bad part. Okay, the, the, somebody lost their eye. Okay, so let me get that out of the way. So, Australian men face charges. <laughs> I can't even get through it. It just get, it's the it's the last half of the okay. thing. It's okay. the last half. Australian men face charges after blinding e-scooter rider with a projectile potato. That's the title. <laughs> Fox News. I have questions. Yeah. Okay. I need you to read that one more time. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I'm trying. All right. <laughs> uh, Australian men face charges after blinding e scooter rider with projectile potato. I do have questions about have the potato. No words. Okay. No words. What kind uh, of what kind of potato? I don't know. Like cooked? No. Are we talking like fresh out of a bag out of a grocery store? Right. Let me let me like, just give that you thing's the, gonna hurt. Let me get no okay. yeah, let me give you the wingo version of this. Okay. Have y'all have y'all ever made a potato gun? Oh. Have y'all made a potato gun? Yes. Well yeah. Yes. Have you really? Yes. I've never made one. I have participated but seen one. in shooting mm-hmm. one. Okay. Yes. My brother in law and I I think I used proper grammar there. <laughs> a few years ago, we got on a kick of making potato guns and made multiple, like, um, you know, prototypes of different styles, mm-hmm. different barrel sizes and different chamber sizes, different ignitions and things like that. Anyway. So you're like your own cartel. Yeah, we perfect. We were, we were out to perfect the potato gun. Okay. So, um, for those of you who don't know, a potato gun is a device. Hopefully, if you're listening to this don't, podcast, uh, what I'm not supposed to, is a, is a it's a device. tricky word. What what is it? It's just PVC. It's a, it's a contraption. Yeah, but you you can make them several different ways. Anyway, but PVC, y'all y'all know what a potato gun is. I'm not going to describe it. <laughs> anyway, I'll you know read. somebody listening is going to make a potato gun if if you give instructions on how. Well, yeah, well, I can, and I can tell them how to make a better one. 
Yeah. <laughs> Just YouTube you for kids. YouTube it. Uh, two Australian men were charged after allegedly launching, launching potatoes at e-scooter riders, leaving one person <laughs> blind in one eye. That's, so these that's guys knew how to make a potato gun. It's not funny. So they're sitting there like snipers? No. So what happened was they're... Uh, it's actually a really long article. I could read the whole thing, or do you just want me to put it, put it away and tell you what happened? Tell us what happened. Yeah. All right. So these two guys in Australia, obviously, they make a potato gun, and then they decide they're going to ride down the road and do drive-bys on people who are riding scooters on the boardwalk by the ocean. Mm. Like people who are just walking up and down the sidewalks, the boardwalk by the ocean in this yeah. like Gulf Front area. And they decide, let's let's build a let's take our potato gun and let's do drive bys from our car at people who are riding up and down the yeah or walking. And this poor guy comes along on an electric scooter, and they shoot him directly in the face, and it fractures his orbital bone to the point that yeah it damages his eye, and they had to surgically remove his eye. Me personally, I wouldn't have let that slide. <laughs> well, they're going to jail. So they caught them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're going to jail, and they're going to have to, uh, man, you're talking about damages on that. Did they ever confess to, like, what was their hatred for scooter riders? No, that basically, that was the thing. That when they when they investigated it, they, they realized that they had not targeted anyone specifically. So I'm guessing it was you so know, basically but, an easy target. But they were in their; th- these two guys were in their late twenties. They just decided, man, it'll be really funny if we ride down the boardwalk and shoot people with a potato gun. Was it? Did it say like was it over the weekend or during the week? Oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't think it gave the exact dates. But to me, that's important because why? you know if you have why? two, cause if you, if you have the, two twenty. No, look, look, <laughs> look. What is what's the guy's name that does dirty jobs? Mike Rowe. Yeah. Mike Rowe. I heard him this morning talking about it. He was talking about how, you know, because they had just come out with a report card on our country that our fourth and fifth graders they're behind in math and reading and and yeah. talking about you know spending all that time because of COVID and everything. Anyway, uh, he but he was talking about how he was like he's like you know there are still trades that if it's in demand, then you've got a future. You know, mm-hmm. and so get your hands dirty. But he, but he made I, I, I can't remember how he, who he said it to. But he was like, so they said something, and he was like, well, look, I can't stop twenty year olds in the middle of the week acting like a bunch of fools. You know, and so it's like, it's like mm. that. Do you see what I'm getting at? Like two guys shooting potatoes at scooter riders. Yeah. If, if they're doing it on the weekend, then it's like. Man, we're just releasing some steam. We're just, and I'm not justifying it at all. I'm just saying it makes more sense than if you got a couple of guys who probably. I'm just makes you wonder: Do they have a job? I mean, are they that bored? Like, can they not afford their own PlayStation Four? Yeah. That kind of thing. Minus like his eye injury and other facial injuries from broken bones, he also has a broken arm. What? <laughs> like, how powerful <laughs> did they make these guns? <laughs> Or it made me wonder, did they shoot him once and then reload? <laughs> and, like, I, w- I mean, I kind of want to see the video just because, like, <laughs> I want to see what they're 
technique was, and did they did or did they drive by, shoot him once, and then drive by and shoot him again? But I mean, can can I say this that like if you do something like that, does it ever run across your mind? What if I shoot a guy that's maybe packing himself like a, with a real weapon? Oh yeah, like and, and they fire. start they return fire with real bullets. Like yeah. what if he's like, what if he happens to be the the leader of the the bloods or the grams. It's like, you're going to do a drive by on me. And now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's, um, the potato guns that we built, we, we actually built some that were very powerful to where, uh, we had an old, uh, stop sign. Yeah. And we could, we could severely dent that stop sign with a potato. Like powerful. So these guys were not just kind of out having fun. These guys are really trying to do damage. No, I think they were having fun, and they thought it would be funny, and they just they just underestimated the power of the potato. Hmm. Did you ever have BB bat- BB gun battles when you were little? No, but no. I was shot a couple of times. Yeah, I never had a battle with with BB guns because I didn't want to get shot with a BB gun. Yeah, but I ended up getting shot with a BB gun. I, I wonder if these guys are probably like it's no different than getting maybe hit in the eye with a paintball gun. No, man. No. Not the same? No. Depending on the gun. And those potato guns can be powerful. Mm-hmm. We used to use um, spray ether. Yeah. As yeah, opposed yeah, yeah. to hairspray. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Gives you a, a, a little bit more punch. Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know. There have you? I mean, you guys will play paintball. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. man, I, there would be times I'd rather get hit with a potato than one of them things. No, no. No. A paintball gives way. Like it hits yeah. you and it stings, but it's also it yeah, it's, breaks it, apart. It's gonna explode. Yeah. You get the wrong potato. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of jokes, but I'm gonna leave them because got, a guy lost his eye, for goodness okay. sakes. Let's talk about yeah, first. Let's Peter. broke his arm. <laughs> let's I talk just, about I first pray Peter. he knows the Lord. That's what yeah. I'm that's tough, man. That's just a tough way to lose an eye. Like, I wonder what's going to happen to these two guys. Like, will they even go to jail? Oh, yeah. I think they'll go to jail, and they'll have to pay ridiculous amounts of damages to that guy. Now, how do you tell your cellmate what you're in for? That That's what's so <laughs> odd about this. I want to know how do they explain it in jail. I want to know how does he explain it for the rest of his life that I lost my eye to a potato. But people lose <laughs> I mean, stuff happens, you know, like yeah. crazy stuff happens. But usually it's some sort of like tragic accident, you yeah. know, like a car wreck or a right. motorcycle wreck or something right. like that. But well, <sighs> it must be my age, but it's like, really, that's what we've come to in this country. Well, that's why I thought it fits. Oh, no, it's in Australia. So that was in Australia. Okay. So interesting. Which leads us to our sermon from yesterday. <laughs> It's a punch in the eye. It's a continuation from First Peter chapter four. Last week, uh, we covered verses one and two in First Peter chapter four. Correct. Yep. yep. Correct. And we talked about suffering and suffering being meaningful. And then this week, yesterday, you started off with the statement that we all have our garden. Mm-hmm. Can you yeah. explain that? Because yeah. I don't have a garden. You don't have a garden. Not at home. I don't. Yeah, I think it was metaphorical. But, uh, yeah, verse 3 says, For you have spent enough time in the past doing what pagans choose to do. 
living in debauchery, lust, drunkenness, orgies, carousing, and detestable idolatry. And uh, did y'all get nervous when I read that list? I, I was I was hoping for an <laughs> exposition. <laughs> I was hoping for a word by word exposition. <laughs> I mean, that's a monster list, right? You there, did give right? the definition of debauchery. I, I did, I did, I did. Uh, it was actually um, a biblical scholar that that kind of that's his explanation of the definition. But debauchery denotes excesses of all kinds of evil involving a lack of personal self-restraint. The term pictures sin as an inordinate indulgence of appetites to the extent of violating a sense of public decency. Mm. Mm. You, you, uh, the quote that I wrote down was, you know, your sin reaches a point where you don't care if it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how'd that hit you? I think that was like dead on. I never think of, I don't, think of the word debauchery very often <laughs> but it made sense when you mm-hmm. said it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i did like the illustration that he used about the college football game the student section at a college football game <laughs> i like that because i think everybody has probably said that exact thing or had those same exact thoughts that you mentioned is like yeah. when they show the student session section and somebody's doing something crazy or uh you know Especially now, drinking that, something yeah, they shouldn't yeah. be drinking. Especially or, now that all that's legalized, right? The games, and then, uh, and you always have those thoughts of like, well, I wonder if their parents are watching or whatever. Yeah, so I thought that was a pre- pretty good illustration. Yeah, yeah. How did how did you how did it hit you when I said this? If if debauchery was a Halloween costume, it was, it would be that the phone costume. Yeah, the mm-hmm. iPhones. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that hit me. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, what do you that, think, Matt? I was trying. To, I was trying to follow. I think maybe. I don't know. I remembered that. I remembered that, and mm-hmm. I guess. I guess you were. You were alluding to social media. Well, I was alluding to we live in a kind of a gotcha kind of society now. I so, agree. like, there's nothing you can do, like. You're not only will your sin find you out, yeah, but it will, <laughs> yeah, it will let everybody else know too, and yeah. uh, and it's just like how many times have somebody been, yeah, you know, because like, you said that on the heels of what you said about students at a college football game, yes, you said mm-hmm. that right on the heels of that. Yeah. I remember that now, yeah, because that it, makes sense because it's all about because people don't think about that like yeah. debauchery being, it's all about embarrassing you publicly. That's right. that's ultimately what debauchery is. Like you've gotten to the point where you don't care if the whole world knows just how bad you are. <laughs> my favorite <laughs> clips, my favorite clips from uh, college football games, as far as student sections, is when they, when they show a shot of like a guy or a girl who has their arm around or hugging like a you know yeah, someone uh-huh. else, and then they realize they're on TV, yes. and it's like they don't want everybody to know that they're, or they don't want <laughs> the guy don't want some other girl to know that oh, he's yeah. with this girl, or girl doesn't want some other guy to know, and all of a sudden it's like they act like they're not even there, <laughs> <laughs> yes. like like this Duck, person's really dodge, not here. Dive, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was just a uh, they were just a you know figment of your imagination. They're not. Oh yeah, they're not physically present. Oh, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> they start acting like this is just some random person in the crowd standing beside me. <laughs> <laughs> Such a stranger. Uh, uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, but ultimately debauchery is just, it's first on the list, and mm-hmm. that list is pretty scary, and 
And like I said in the sermon, I was trying to think of, I was going to like say, hey, if this word was a Halloween costume, this is what it would look like. But as I started going through the list, I was like, nope, (laughs) can't do it. It's too much of a, too much of a crazy list. But Mm -hmm. I, 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 I did like the reaction of the crowd when, when they realized that this list, when Peter wrote it, hasn't changed for 2000 years, like people today are still falling victim to scandals and secrets that come out and Mm. all that kind of stuff. And people don't realize that's just, that's all these things from this list. And it's like debaucheries out there to say, Hey, (laughs) you know, go do all these wild, reckless types of things living. And uh, I'll make sure everybody sees it and you can't recover from it. And I think I alluded in the second service, but not the first. And I'll say this just because I didn't say it in the first. But um, in the second service, I referenced some studies um, about how the suicide rate now has gone through the roof, especially with females between the age of 10 and 31 because of social media, Mm -hmm. because of them being publicly disgraced. You know, in other words, in their sin being found out and, and put in the public's eye, and they don't think there's any way to recover and literally um, would take their life. And it was crazy when you start reading, like, some of the reasons that people left behind on their social media why they took their life. Mm-hmm. And it's because, you know, it, something came out about them or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty sad. Uh, from there you went into, uh, well, we read v- verse 4. Yeah. Uh, and then talked about uh, being in a war, the war of waste. Yeah. Can you expound on that a little bit? Sure. Um, He said that they, talking about people who live the life of that list in verse three, Mm -hmm. um, they are surprised that you don't join in with them. Right. And and so he says that they heap abuse on you. And and I I think that word abuse uh, just, it carries a lot of different meaning depending on, what time frame you're living and I'm because when Peter wrote this, they were under extreme Roman empirical empirical. Did I say that right? Empirical uh persecution. It's mistook. It's, uh, just mistook <laughs> that word. And uh so but it's all this empirical um persecution on them, people dying and literally being fed to the lions kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, But now when you read the word abuse today, it's like I had to help people understand it's a social warfare. You know, it's like um, you're not going to be fed to the lions, but, they're, but metaphoric, metaphorically you could be socially. Mm-hmm. You know, you could be fed to the lions. Um, that uh, these people, they, they literally um, will think you're, insane and strange that you do not join in them and in their mind you're wasting your life like Mm. if you're you're living for a god that you've never seen and you're not even really sure that he's there and yet you're gonna take your whole life and throw it away and follow this this guy named jesus that that's strange to them and so to them you're wasting your life yeah but on the other side of that war are people who have decided to follow Jesus and surrender it all. Mm-hmm. And and to them, they're like, if you don't follow Jesus, you're wasting your life. Right. Your life is a waste. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're, you're just basically living for now. And then 
you don't understand that this life is prepping for the next kind mm, of thing. Right. But am I correct in when from there you went into talking about and this I'm doing from memory, but you mm-hmm. went into talking about uh people who try to have one foot in each side essentially of that yeah that conversation. Because I remember you referenced mm-hmm. and this is the only part of my weekend where I maybe felt a little bit young. Okay. Because okay. you you quoted it's like they want to have one foot in each side and mm-hmm. one foot in each camp essentially. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they want to have like Van you said, like Van Halen said, the best of both worlds. Right, right. And my initial thought was probably the same thing that Matt thought. <laughs> Van Halen didn't say that. Yeah, they did. Oh, I know they did. Uh-huh. Hannah Montana said that. <laughs> 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 well, and in my defense, I forget I, she's a great theologian. I, I remember, <laughs> I remember, I remember the Van Halen. I think that was the title of that album. It was, yeah. yeah. I remember that, but my kids, every one of my girls, has gone through a Hannah Montana face, mm. like every one of them. Oh yeah. And so now, at this current moment, my youngest is in a little bit of a Hannah Montana face, mm. and then I'll be done with Hannah Montana. Oh, okay. Because I know how this plays out. You yeah. know what I'm so I'll be done with her. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as I know, anyway, yeah. I'll be done with it. But that that was that was funny to me because yeah, when you good. said that, I was like, all I hear that mm. at least once a week in my house. Walking through my house, I'll hear the theme song, the Hannah Montana basketball. Yeah. Anyway. Oh yeah. Uh, but then kind of, uh, well, maybe not to wrap it. Well, yeah, sort of to wrap it up. You drove to, um, we have to go to the garden and yeah. Matthew 26, 39. Yeah, the, the reason that the point was we all have our gardens is, you know, Jesus came to that point in the Garden of Eden where he was either going to drink the cup that was for him. Garden of Gethsemane. In the Garden of Gethsemane. What did I say? You said Garden of Eden. Did I? Yeah. Wow. I'm sorry. Mm. It's okay. It's a garden. I mistook it. <laughs> oh. But it is different. I was just that's how so, there are comparisons. But anyway, okay. So uh but yeah, in the Garden of Gethsemane, um, Jesus is sweating great drops of blood. It's, you know, Lord, if this, you know, if this cup could pass from me, but not my will, but your will be done. Um, you know, I think what I said was we all have our garden. That is to say, we all have those moments where we have to decide if we are choosing to do the right thing or the wrong thing, the popular thing or the unpopular thing, the path of suffering or the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so I mean, that was one of those times where it was, you know, um, I think Jesus was modeling for us why he was the one that needed to go to the cross for us on our behalf. Because if we were all put in that spot, and I think we've all been there we have an opportunity to either take it on the chin right, or let God kind of take it on the chin. Mm-hmm. I think we would, I think many people have bowed out in that, in that situation. So, yeah, I thought that was good because that's where you kind of launched into the whole idea of talk of how, when you came to Christ and you weren't able to do certain things any, or you weren't able to do certain things with certain friends, that sort of thing. Yeah, there was there was a lifestyle, you know, leading up to Christ. And so what comes with lifestyle um, are friends. Mm-hmm. And, and those friends share that same lifestyle. And so you have that common denominator. Well, when Christ comes in, he kind of ruins your life. You know, he kind of uh, messes up. And there were things that I 
had a did in a lifestyle before Christ that after Christ came in, it was such a conviction of the Holy Spirit about lifestyle that I knew I couldn't continue in that. And for that reason, I had to, I never cut ties with my friends. And I, I want to make that clear on this because um, I'm not sure if I made that clear Sunday. I never cut ties with my friends. I never said I can no longer hang out with y'all because y'all are evil and I'm awesome. You know, like that's, that's not what came out of my mouth, but I did. I did um, tell them that I could no longer participate doing certain things. But, hey, if y'all were going out and grabbing a burger or if y'all were going out and whatever, then I'm in. Yeah. But if you're going over here and doing this stuff, I'm not going – I can't do that anymore. It's not me anymore. Yeah. And they couldn't understand that. And for that reason uh, – Yeah. The, the, they begin the, to speak evil of you. The statement that you made was – you know, about that saying that, you know, with all these other, these, these different areas and aspects of our life and how we kind of, you know, we're juggling all these different things and how we're reacting and how we're responding. But you said our relationship with Jesus has to be in an altogether different category. Yeah. Like, you know, it's untouchable, essentially. It's un- exactly. It's, you can't approach it. Um, exactly. And if it's not, then you're going to fail miserably in your garden. You're going to continue to try to think you can have you know, yeah, Hannah Montana everywhere. the the last The last point was he was he has <laughs> yes he, he was he has the last word, and that was yes. kind of based off of verse five. Yeah, but they will have to give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. Mm-hmm. And you pro you after, right after that you quoted Proverbs sixteen. Yeah, sixteen yeah. verse one. I didn't. Yeah. I don't have the actual yeah. verse. We here. humans make plans. But the Lord has the final word. Yep. Or he has the final say. Right. And then kind of the illustration to encapsulate that and finish off was about the ripples you said. And it was so funny when you said that, I didn't understand the word ripples. But the what you said was God rules the ripples. Right. And right. I was like, who are the, who are the ripples? <laughs> ripples. <laughs> who are the ripples? God rules. And I wrote, God rules blank. Uh-huh. And it took me like the rest of the sermon to figure out that you meant ripples. Ripples. Because you went, you went yes. into the whole story about the missionary from Ethiopia going to Pakistan right. and talked about that. And, uh, you know, essentially saying, and I think you said exactly like, you know, the things that we do in our obedience to Christ are never wasted. Like, in other words, mm-hmm. God is at work in yeah. all the chaos. He is at work. It could, like in that particular illustration, it took 1,400 years for mm-hmm. what those Christians did back then to actually make an impact for the gospel, you know? And it's, and I think, I think that's a lesson learned for us too, yeah. is I think sometimes we want immediate uh, reaction. You mm-hmm. know, we want immediate uh, return on our impact. Right. Like we want to see it, but I, I think we have to trust God for those outcomes. Cause think about how many times, and I know you guys have heard this, the, the prophets very rarely, if ever, saw their own prophecies come true. Like when they spoke it to the people, you know, it was like mm-hmm. it was just one of those things where if God gave them a vision, a lot of times they never got to see that vision right. take place. And so God rules the ripples. Uh, I, it's your obedience to Christ. You need to trust that that is you um, dropping a pebble, no matter how small or how large. Right. You're dropping that pebble into the pond of history. And you have no idea the ripple effect 
of what you've done. Yeah. And, and, and I just wanted to encourage our church and I encourage all other church. Cause I know a lot of people listen to this podcast from other churches and stuff. And let me just say something. It's easy to get out here in the middle of nowhere, living in rural Alabama and think, what difference do we make? You know, except for the people that we impact here, but I'm here to tell you what we do here in Alabama in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. could set, set off sirens halfway around the world if God so wanted to, sure. because he rules the ripples. And so mm-hmm. that's what my whole point was, was let's be faithful and obedient to Christ and dropping our pebbles in the pond every single day because we have no idea the outcome. I uh, It took me the entirety of that last illustration <laughs> <laughs> to figure out that you said ripples. Ripples. So that was all I could think about. What did he say? What did he say? Yeah. <laughs> who, who are the rickles or the wriggles or God rules the God, rickles. God rules the wiggles. Like what? A, <laughs> I was trying to oh figure it gosh, out. The but no, when I finally figured Ooh. it out, I was like, mm, that's a good point. You know, God, <laughs> God rules the wiggles. Okay, now I get it. <laughs> but you know what it made me think of was, uh, it's, and this is kind of along the lines of what you just said is, you know, when you get out into a rural rural area and you're working or you're serving in a church or whatever, and you don't, you don't really know, right? right. You don't know. And I, I think about that because especially in smaller to medium sized churches, mm-hmm. you have a lot of people who are, they're saints, you're right. Yeah. And they're, they're serving the body of Christ. Like, yeah. They're built in. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're, well, I'm just saying that they have people that are that are serving the body, like locally and capital C. They don't think about themselves as serving the capital C church. They just think of it oh, as, yeah. Yeah. I'm just serving so-and-so, whatever, right, right. this church, you know, first, whatever, second, whatever, you know. I'm serving this church here in mm-hmm. this community. and But they also think about the things that they do. And this is, this is I think, a lot of, a lot of times what creates burnout in churches. Mm-hmm. But they also think of the things that they do as very menial. Oh like, yeah, what I'm yeah. doing is not very important. Yeah, I'm it's just, under the radar. But I'm doing it because yeah. nobody else will do it. Yeah, and so they think about that. What we are always blind to, and this is what I thought about when I finally realized that you said the word <laughs> ripple. What we are always blind to are the ripples. Oh yeah, and so that I thought, man, that's. Uh, that's evident to me in the life of a local church because mm. also having been the person who's like up at the church at 1030 at night doing sure. some menial thing that, sure. you know, nobody else knows that you're doing right, right? and right. serving the church in that particular way. I have uncovered and benefited. I mean, yes, here, but um, not quite as much here just because, you know, we're a young church in a bigger sense, right? But in other church that I grew up in or something like that, I've been in those situations before. And it and it has happened here. It's just not as common because of mm-hmm. that, because of the age. Yeah. But I've been in that situation where I'm serving and doing something, and then all of a sudden I get a glimpse of a ripple of a saint that served 15, 20 30 years, maybe 50 years before. Mm. And it's like, oh, now I understand why this is here and why this is done this way. Somebody thought through this at one particular point in time. Oh, yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. And so I, I, I want. I just felt like, man, that that's a good word of encouragement for people who find themselves in that situation where they're doing menial tasks or what they see as menial tasks. Yeah. Inside of inside of the church, and it's like you may be teeing it up for someone. 30 to 40 years from now that you don't even realize that's not even born yet, you know, yeah. or whatever. And yeah. then that, the example that you gave was like the extremist example, you know, the most mm-hmm. extreme example of that, obviously. But right. anyway, I just think even in the life of a local church, we can't see the ripples and we can't, you know, all we can do is trust God I see in those it. situations. And I think that needs to be an encouraging word to most definitely people that, that serve in the church as lay people, mm-hmm. but even staff, you know, yep. because how many times do you just feel like, man, am I even making a difference? Am mm-hmm. I just, you know, throwing a bunch of words on dead, dead heads kind of thing. And, and, uh, and, and I think it's so important that people understand that not only is none of that wasted. Okay. But even when you decide to say, okay, I'm going to be obedient to Christ and not sin. I'm going to choose not to sin in this in this instance. And you choose to trust God. Well, guess what's going to happen? Um, and I've seen this happen a ton of times. People, I've run into people that will say, you know, I used to struggle with this, but then I saw so-and-so, and I saw them say no, and I thought to myself, if they can say no, I can say no. Mm. And, and so it's like, and that person who said no, never had any clue of the ripple effect of how it impacted this person. Mm-hmm. So I see ripples everywhere like that. So it's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So what about worship? Did we have it? I don't remember. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, we did. I'm um, teasing. I'm kidding. Yeah, we went with a little bit of a folky style yesterday. Uh, Todd, the mandolin. Yes, Todd played the mandolin. Um, so we did... We've done this before, but I realized yesterday while we while we were singing it in first service, I was like, you know what? It's been a little while since we've done this. Um, there's a song that Phil Wickham wrote several years ago called Song in My Soul. Super catchy, very easy to sing. Um, we did that. We did Holy Water. Um, we brought that one back in, and then we introduced a brand new one that um, it's been out for a while. Shane and Shane helped write it with um, several other guys called His Mercy is More. Um, really good, really catchy, really hymn-like kind of, mm-hmm. kind of that folky feel to it. And then um, we brought back what I, in my opinion, I think is becoming a lot of people's personal favorites right now is Yet Not I But Through Christ in Me. Full disclosure on that song. Yeah. I had no idea y'all were doing that song. And it, dude. And when again, I, when I, I literally just praying and just it overwhelmed me as I was praying Galatians 2. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like just that whole, it is not I who lives, but Christ who lives through me. Yes. And, dude, when y'all started singing that song, I about had a come part. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. Yeah. I love it when God works things out like that. I was like, so, he knows. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, and that that one has become and I'll, and I'll I'll say this like surprisingly like I love that song a lot, um, but it's become like a surprising favorite for a lot of hmm. our people in our congregation. Um, That's cool. So every time we do it, I hear somebody comes up to me is like, "Man, I love that song." So yeah, so there you go. Very cool. Cool. Um, so this this week is a big week for us. We've got 
baptism coming up Sunday morning. So mm-hmm. we'll have one mm-hmm. service at 10.30 a.m. this coming Sunday. That's mm-hmm. on October 30th. So uh, join us to celebrate with those folks. We've got quite a few people lined up to be mm-hmm. baptized. So that's, uh, again, Sunday, October 30th at 10.30 a.m. One service, only one service that day. Also, that evening, this this Sunday evening, will be our trunk or treat. Mm-hmm. So it's happening at 4 o'clock, so 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. will be the window. Uh, so starting at 4 p.m., if uh, those of you who are doing a trunk, you'll need to be set up and have any cars or whatever. You need to be set up and ready to go at 3.30. So just make note of that. But I'll be sending all I'll be sending information out to all those people. But um, I think it should be like close to 30 trunks, aren't they? Mm-hmm. So then we also have a giveaway. So come, be sure you come and register for the giveaway. And yep. We'll have a high point tent set up, and we've got um, – we have – a donation from a local company that's got um some well i'll just say it yeah you know, we'll give her some props queen give of, her props uh, miss tiffany hill queen of my castle design she does a, a awesome door hangers and stuff and so she's donated a fall door hanger and we're putting that together inside of a gift basket with some other things and that'll be a really cool giveaway mm-hmm. so you can sign up just fill out a registration and uh be thrown in that giveaway so anything else Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a student or a student parent listening to this, DNOW registration closes this week. We're just over two weeks away. So if you plan on coming and you're not registered yet, at least, at the very least, send me a message um, before Wednesday or by Wednesday at midnight so I can at least put you on the list. So, All right. Yeah. And by the way, if you see a little white dog running down the street, it's probably mine. Joey's dog got out today. <laughs> He said, thanks for the heads up, Wendy Thomas. (laughs) Thank you, Wendy. (laughs) Saved his life. And you probably saved. Bulldog running down the road. Yeah, you probably saved the life of a lot of locals because that thing is ferocious. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I mean, he'll tear off your toenail, that's for sure. (laughs) All right. Y'all have a good one. Sandy Grevy.